0: hey folks welcome back to another interview for the ruby dev summit i am here with jason sweat jason um it's good to see you again man good to see you too yeah so uh let's just jump right in uh, and ask what is the future of ruby
1: i have no idea what the future of ruby is <laughs> um you know it's it's been said that making predictions is a really good way to end up being wrong and so I try not to be in the habit of making predictions, um, okay. but there's there's some things that we can probably know with mm-hmm. fairly high certainty, which is that right. it'll be around for a long time. I, I think yeah. we can be confident of that. Um, you know, I maybe have ten or twenty years left of my programming career, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I have no concern that Ruby will go away before. Right. I'm ready to stop working with it. So that's one thing. Um, And right now it seems like we're experiencing a Ruby renaissance, which is wonderful to see. Mm -hmm. And so who knows, maybe Ruby will be 10 times as big 10 years from now. It's impossible to know. Yep. That's true. Um, It seems like you keep
0: betting on it though, right? I mean, you've got, uh, you've got a CI product that you've got coming out that you're working on in ruby and i'm assuming it serves ruby clients um you you run sin city ruby um you know you talk about ruby on on your podcast so yeah it seems like you're you're mostly all in on this and you know yeah are, are there particular things that are making you excited or
1: bullish about this is
0: it just the renaissance or is
1: it something else um i don't know i i just like the ruby language as many people do um And when I've tried other languages like Python, for example, it's like Mm -hmm. I have nothing against Python. I like Python. I just don't like it quite as much as I like Ruby. And if somehow a better language came along, um, then I would certainly consider switching to that. It's just nothing I've worked with is quite as nice to work with as Ruby. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. optimized for programmer happiness, as they say. Yep. And I certainly experienced that happiness that they were shooting for. That's, that's what keeps me keeps me with it. Um, it's not necessarily anything external, like what's right. happening in the community or what's what happening with Rails or anything like that. It's just, I like working with the language and I have a hard time considering any alternative. Right, that makes sense. So um, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm just curious then... Um, maybe not so much the future of Ruby as the language or the community or things like that. But uh, where do you see Ruby taking you then? Like where where are you going with Ruby?
1: Very interesting. Where do I see Ruby taking me? Where am I going to go with Ruby? Um, I think I'm going to go the places I'm going to go anyway. Um, uh-huh. Like if, if, god took ruby away from the world tomorrow i think i would do basically the same stuff okay um it would just have to be with something that's not ruby um Mm -hmm. ruby is just my favorite way to achieve the things that i want to achieve um so for me personally um as you know chuck i do consulting uh Mm -hmm. tdd coaching And that kind of is technology agnostic, largely. The the principles of testing are technology agnostic. And so if I had to switch to Python Django testing or something like that, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be that big of a deal. I'd have some new technologies to learn, but not new principles. So where do I see myself going? Still the consulting stuff. Um, I'm working on a book about rails testing, you know, I already have a book about rails testing, but I'm mm-hmm. redoing it. Hey, I will confess that I have a tendency to take on too many projects. And so sometimes I, <laughs> I start a book and then I don't finish it, but I'm pretty confident that I'm going to finish this one just because yeah. it's a book that I've had in me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to putting the entire thing on paper yet. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, I have my CI project that I'm working on, but that's a, that's like a distant third or fourth priority for me right now. I gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's basically just for the sake of having a, um, a project for pedagogical purposes so that when I do live coding in front of people, Mm -hmm. I have something to code on. That's, that's, that's maybe the main reason for it. And just, I, I have developed a loathing for circle CI and github actions and so I'm creating it mm-hmm. out of spite to some degree too but it's it's not my main thing <laughs> oh uh, yeah
0: I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask it so so what is it about circle CI
1: or github actions that you don't love the UI um, and it's not just that I don't love it it's it's that I absolutely loathe it. Um, it's it's okay. really frustrating um, like for example, in GitHub Actions, because that's what I've used most recently. Mm-hmm. When a test fails, what is the first thing you would want to know? You'd want to know what failed. Um yeah, which but that answer is yeah. kind of hard to get. It's like, what? Um, you have to you have to drill down and, and scroll and all this stuff. And it's like, that's kind of crazy. It's like that's you have to scrub through the log to find be. out. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's suboptimal optimal.
1: Yeah. And uh, um, you know, you have to you have to go to your build and then if you have Mm -hmm. parallelism, which you probably are going to, you have to find which parallel job contains the failed test and go to that. And it's like the parallelism is just an incidental detail. Like, why should I have to be concerned with the which parallel job it is? I should just be Mm -hmm. told what the failure message was so I can address the failure. Right. So Things like that, like it feels like they just don't get it. It feels like the people who built it don't actually use CI themselves, and so I uh-huh. want to build something that's like pleasant to use. I gotcha,
0: and and I think that kind of harks back to what you were talking about with Ruby itself, where Ruby gives you that experience, right? It gives you that experience that makes you happy. Um, yeah. Are there particular aspects of writing Ruby that
1: lean you that way? Hmm. I've used Ruby exclusively for so long that it's hard for me to even even think about what that might be. Um, oh, here's here's maybe I could, how I could access that answer. Um, I switch back to Python occasionally because I do some like uh, genetic programming experiments mm-hmm. in Python from time to time, and it's so annoying. For example, that you have to put like self in every class method definition. And it's like, why? Why are you making me do a thing that the computer can right. do better? So stuff like that. Um, they just mm-hmm. made it... They just mm-hmm. made it... This isn't a very nice way to put it, but they just made it not stupid. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't disagree with you, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like no offense to... To Python, but the fact that you have to type self into uh-huh. every method definition, like that's dumb that you have to do that. And so I yeah. appreciate those those thoughtful details. Um, it, and it's not even like the presence of something in that particular case; it's the absence of something. Like I'm right. I, I I like the fact that that's not there in Ruby. I don't have to think about things I shouldn't have to think about. Right, that makes total sense.
0: Um, I kind of want to veer into Sin City Ruby for a minute. Um, What are you looking for as far as, like, experienced speakers, things like that? I I know that it's, you know, your CFP is closed or, you know, things like that. But because we're getting close to it. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. And crazy enough, I have the speaker lineup for 2025 almost full, even though the 2024 conference hasn't happened yet. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. Um, But what I'm hoping people get out of it is that they have fun, of course, and that they make Uh new friendships. It would be an ideal outcome for me if everybody who goes makes at least one lifelong friendship that can help them in their career and just enhance their life and career in Mm -hmm. some way. That's the ideal outcome for me. That's cool. Usually
0: uh, people talk as much about like what talks they are going to hear or what technologies they'll learn or what um, kind of, if there's a career outcome, it's skill based, not relationship based.
1: Yeah. Well, no offense to everyone who's ever given a conference talk, but like, is a conference talk ever really that great? Like, (laughs) Maybe one conference talk in a thousand is like a life changer or whatever. It blows your mind. Most of the time, the talks are fine and the speaker does just a fine job. That's all good. Um, But it's like the talk ends and then everybody forgets what it even was. Like, it's it's just Mm -hmm. not exactly the right format for conveying technical information. Um, Right. Talks that are like a story or something like that can be good. And so, you know, I, I think the main thing that happens is like with me personally, at least I'll go and see a talk and maybe the talk mentions an idea that I wasn't aware of. Like it mentioned, right. oh, I don't know, like Turbo 8's coming out. And I'm like, oh, Turbo, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go look that up. Not a great example because that's that's pretty well publicized at this point. But right. it's usually like an idea rather than like where if, if you read a book, then, like, I'll learn a lot from that book and maybe retain it, and I can go mm-hmm. back over it and stuff like that. A talk isn't quite the same thing. So, I'm even though I am having speakers, and I think the speakers are very good, and they'll give great talks and all that stuff. The emphasis is more on the on the relationships that I hope people form while right. they're there. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: really not that far from here either, which makes me want to go. Um, yeah, there's still tickets. All right, well, the these are going to come out next week. So, if if you all want to go to Las Vegas and have an awesome Ruby experience, go check it out. Is it sincityruby.com?
1: Sincityruby.com. Um, as of this recording, there are about 50 tickets left. I'm limiting it to 100 attendees. Um, Oh, wow! Yeah, and right now, about half the tickets have sold. Okay, good to know. So I'm kind of
0: wondering, too, and this is turning into more of an interview about what you're doing, but it's it's very fascinating to me. Um, so, you know, you have Code with Jason. Uh, you know, um, I think I've seen you do like weekly, I don't know, coaching calls or ask me anything kind of calls at some point in the past. I don't know if you still do those. I do. Um, you know, you've got the, um, you know, the, the projects that you've mentioned. Is there some overall direction you're trying to get to? Is there some, you know, outcome or mission that you're on or
1: is well, it just, it Oh, well that, element. that looks great. Um, I have a brain disease that drives me to do all these things, um, and take on way too many projects. Um, so that's, that's part of it. You know, I, I think, uh-huh during these these uh, couple decades of the 2020s or whatever I'm noticing a lot of adults are discovering they have ADHD um, and and uh-huh. maybe other neurodivergencies um, and I think I got something like that going on and so mm-hmm. if, if we're being truthful that's where a lot of this comes from um but also I am trying to build a good career for myself right and all these things like, Podcast, blogging, speaking at conferences—all that stuff. Uh, I believe those things will directly or indirectly attract client work for consulting. Or you know, I mentioned books; that stuff helps sell my books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. But then they're intrinsically rewarding. Also, I really enjoy meeting people. Um, that's why I do those those calls. I have a page, mm-hmm. dear listener, on my website that's like. I think it's just titled let's talk and you can go Mm -hmm. and fill out that form and we'll have a call and get to know each other just for no particular reason, just because I like to meet people and you know, you never know. Um, Sometimes you meet somebody with no particular expectation. Then five years later, they help you get hired for some big project or something Mm -hmm. like that. So there's the intrinsic wholesome reasons and then there's like the selfish, uh completely uh commerce driven reasons also, mm-hmm. and it's both at the same time.
0: Yeah. My experience though is that you know the person that's gonna help you find that job five years down the line after you meet them, it's because you built a real relationship. It's it's not
1: exactly. because you
0: were mercenary about it. So it
1: there's it's, yeah really there's this cool. quote that I love sorry to interrupt there's this quote that I love from Benjamin Franklin. Um mm-hmm. it'll take me a minute to retrieve it from memory. Let's see. If rascals knew the advantages of virtue, they would become honest men out of rascality. Oh interesting. I like that. Hey, okay. how can I greedily make as much money as possible? Um oh, it turns out the way to do that is just to be like a genuinely good person and help other people. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll do that but I only do it out of rascality. Right. Um, I think Zig Ziglar
0: was the one that said you can get anything you want if you help other people get what they want.
1: Right. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. So that's the exact mindset that I look at it with.
0: Very cool. So you have any, anything coming up that you, that you want people to know about other than the Sin City Ruby?
1: Yeah. Um, So I send a monthly newsletter. I don't know if you know about this, Chuck, Um, a Uh a monthly snail mail newsletter. You'll actually get a letter delivered to your house. Um, I've been doing that since May of 2023. So coming up on, well, it's about nine months I've been doing it so far. And that's been great. I send it to like 40 countries around the world. Um, So if you're not located in the U.S., some people ask, "Can Mm -hmm. can I get it in uh Pakistan or Bulgaria or whatever I am yeah you can um so if anybody's interested in that you can go to codewithjason.com and i'm currently on what i call the code with jason world tour i'm doing this mm-hmm. just to meet people uh meet people all over the world wherever i can get to so far it's been not really a world tour but a midwest united states tour I've visited <laughs> Chicago and Detroit and a couple other uh-huh. places, but I'm planning a rails testing workshop to happen in Paris this coming spring. Oh, cool. Again, yeah. As we record this, it's 2024 for any listeners of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so Paris is actually really inexpensive to get to. You can get there mm-hmm. from Chicago, for example, for like 500 bucks. I never right. knew this until like a year ago. Um so it's actually cheaper for me to go do a workshop in Paris than like San Francisco or something like that all things considered. Um and plus I've been to Paris before and I really want to go back. And so that's that's part of why I chose that too. Um but dear listener if you're located in Paris or if you want to go to Paris which I highly recommend um I'm I'm doing a workshop there in in should be May. I'm still working out the exact date but May of this year.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Um, I know there's a direct flight from Salt Lake to Paris as well. And Okay. You know, I, yeah, I think the round trip, depending on how you swing it, I, I just typed it into kayak.com. I think I put in the dates for Ruby Kaigi cause I was talking to Jeremy Evans when I put those dates in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can do a round trip for 900 bucks.
1: Nice. So. Yeah. It's really not bad.
0: So that that's not a direct flight and yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, that's not bad at all.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that there's of course, Sin City Ruby, which happens pretty close to now it's uh, mm-hmm. like six weeks or, or whatever. I'm not good at, at times that way, but it's February 7th right now. It happens in March yeah. 21st and 22nd. Um, okay. And then if you hear this too late, dear listener, there'll be another one in 2025 around the same time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always have a ton of stuff going on. Oh, I I do an online meetup twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, And I offer free mentorship to anybody who wants it. Usually around testing related stuff, although other things too. Um, And if you're interested in getting in on that, Everything I do is listed at codewithjason.com and I publish Mm -hmm. all my videos to YouTube also. So every time I do one of these meetups, which again is twice a week, I publish a recording to YouTube. So I'm accumulating a collection of educational content on YouTube, mainly where I pair with somebody and we work through some kind of programming problem together. Very cool.
0: Well, um, I'm just going to, let it lie there. Let, let people go check it out. Coding with Jason is it's coding with jason.com or code, uh, with Jason. code with jason.com codes with jason.com. So anyway, folks go check that out. Um, sounds like everything you want. If you want to connect with Jason is there and uh, yeah, we'll wrap this up And until next time max out folks.